Happy Friday, my fresco babies. Happy Friday. How is everybody doing? Welcome back to another episode or installment of Fresco Savage live from the interdimensional bedroom. Now, some of you may wonder, what is the interdimensional bedroom? I do not believe I have explained it. It is a place where I can openly discuss things with my friend wannabe. It is a place removed from time or construct. It is simply a place that we can have free free conversation. And I think that's very important. I hope you've been enjoying the episodes. We're just getting warmed up. We're just getting warmed up. We're, we're trying to figure out ways we can maybe add some segments, uh, get a little more organized, rather than it just us, you know, shooting shooting the crap like we have been doing. I do appreciate it if you are here listening very, very much. I hope you're still enjoying fine uh, with Yacht Daddy, available on all listening platforms. It's my new single. It came out last month. The response has been amazing. Let me tell you, we're going to the moon, babies. We're going to the moon. I'm actually heading to Nashville. The day that you'll be able to listen to this episode, I will be in a car on my way to Nashville uh, to get into the studio with Yacht Daddy to finish off some tracks. So I'm very, very excited for that. It'll be in his infamous On the Water Yacht Studio. Very excited about that. Excited to get a suntan, you know? I'm very pale. I'm a pale boy. This episode, we talk about how I got my start in music. Uh, we talk about breakfast again. For some reason, we can't stop talking about breakfast, probably because we record in the mornings. That being said, I think it's a good episode. I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here. Fall is just coming. The, the leaves are changing here uh, in Hanky Dinky Town, where, where Wannabe and I reside. I'm running out of time, but again, I appreciate you so much being here. Hey, what we make, the world takes, you know? And... Uh, Enjoy our, our bit of breakfast content, and then we get into some some deeper stuff, some dreams that I've had in my life. I'm writing a children's book, working on that. I talk a little bit about that at the, at the end of the episode. So again, if you're here, I appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend. I hope everything in your life is as good as it can be given our tumultuous time that we're living in. This is Fresco Savage live from the interdimensional bedroom. This is episode I don't know how many. Uh, I'm writing a children's book, so enjoy. Thank you. Just waiting for my friend wanna be. He should be here soon. He should be here soon. There he is. He's connecting his audio. We are here. Dude, How what's you... up? Not too much. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I Breakfast took a little longer to make than I thought it would. And You're going uh, to eat on this audio platform? I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to. I don't think I should. I think that would be pretty obnoxious. But yeah. That's why I don't have AirPods in because <laughs> the chewing would be. The chewing. Yeah, it's right on the joint. Tell me, jaw joint. I mean, I'm just gonna try to do this quick because I made up this fat breakfast and then. Dude, you're good. I, was, I have, I, I, I'm gonna start talking and then you yeah, can. Right. So deal, here, deal. First of all, I want to thank you for being for letting me be late. I appreciate that. No problem, man. Man, I woke up today and my favorite thing in the world happened. My favorite thing in the world, a cool rain. Was, was going on 
So I woke up my I set my alarm for eight thirty every day that I'm not working, and just try to get a rise in the day. You know, if I if I just give in to myself, I'll sleep till two every day, and I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like that guy. You know, no, that guy. And so then, so what happened was, I I don't know if you've seen my my bedroom. I know you've been over a few times, but I, I don't have a window in my room. I have a a screen door because it opens up to a porch. That's like the only window. So I can open that. I can basically open the wall up, which is great. Oh, my God. And I just, like, look at the park, and it's fucking raining, and I love the rain, and it's the cool breeze, and I'm all nuzzled. I conked out for three hours. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, just, I, like, I just slowly, slowly just just inched into, into the sweetest slumber a, a man can have, sweetest slumber a man can have. And I had this crazy dream where my brother and I were playing pool football with Michael Phelps and Drew Brees, but they oh ended up being fascists and they were trying to get us to be fascists. And my brother started like screaming at him, like, fuck you, fuck you. No, we're not going to join. And Drew Brees tried to get us to sign a, a, a gym towel to pledge our, our commitment to fascism. Oh and, my and my brother refused. And then he got like these guys in towels and no shirts came in and like took him away to like a back room with green walls. It was like moldy green bathroom walls. And then I ran away and then I they tried to put up the lift bridge and I ran up and I jumped over it and then I woke up. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. I mean, OK, we promised we wouldn't go here, but you must have you must have had the political debates on your mind, huh? Maybe, but I don't want to talk about debates. I think yeah, no, no. I think everyone's talking about them. We won't go into it. We promise we wouldn't. But I just that's that's a f- fucking hilarious dream, and it's funny that but it's why Drew Brees. Well, Drew Brees made a comment about the flag about about his teammates. Um, mm. Oh man, I'm getting a spam call. What the fuck, dude? I put my shit on. Do not disturb, bro. Jesus, I should be doing that. Man, I'm such a I'm such a B-list. You're such a rookie, pod- dude. You're such a um, rookie podcast guest host or podcast host. Yeah, I you're a guest host. I didn't mean that. We're yeah, in this for no, a long run. It's like host or it's like assistant to the host. It's Co-host. Like Dwight Schrute shit. Co-host. Is I'll, dude, I'll be Dwight Schrute if you'll be my Michael. Dude, I am Michael Scott. Somebody said once on a Facebook meme, if you don't know a Michael Scott, you are Michael Scott. <laughs> and uh i love that i, I think so that's funny. very true for me holy shit i don't know if i'm that annoying though i just think i have no. the i think i have the whimsy dude you're way too aware yeah but i have like the whimsy and the anything's possible like i was talking to my brother the other day about uh he's like hey i'm buying a new car do you want my old car and I was like, I don't need your old car. I have a car. And he's like, Well, your car's getting old. And I was like, That's fine. And within five years, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy a car in cash because I'll be famous and rich. And I really believe that deep down. And he's just like, Okay. <laughs> I'm just annoyingly confident in myself. Maybe yeah. delusional. Maybe delusional. That's I mean, but but you, that's new, what it takes. I feel like it's the last. It's I mean, since I've known you, it's you've gotten more. You've gotten more of that ignorant, naive confidence in the past year. Something yeah. snapped. Well, a pandemic snapped. snapped. Maybe, maybe. Pandemic dude. snapped. The world started burning, and I was like, wow, the world's burning. I can either sit 
or I can dance on the flames. And that's where I'm at right now is the world's end. The world as we know it is ending. I might as well dance because I can, you know, you can, everything is terrible. Yes. And I recognize that, but I'm going to enjoy myself while this thing is ending or changing or whatever. I don't think the world will ever end. I think it's just going to change over into something, but I don't know. I also think that the important first step to being an artist is to admit you think you can do it. If you don't think you can do it, you wouldn't dedicate your anything to it. Yeah, you have to have a little bit of that craziness. You kind of have to have that that delusion that you're like, oh yeah, when I'm rich and famous, that's because if you don't have that, then one, you're just wasting your time. And I've been, I have now been trying to be a musician for almost 15 years. Damn. Yeah. And that's been de- the only thing I've wanted to do. So I can't wait. When they say Fresco's an overnight success, ooh, <laughs> I'm gonna be like, oh. I'm sorry, oh my god um dude fresco is there any way i'm so sorry to do this but is there any way we could stop this thing for a minute so i can finish this freaking breakfast sandwich dude do you want to resume in 10 minutes can we is there an option i'm so sorry i did not i i got distracted by the, making the breakfast and then i uh here I told I'm, us I'm gonna time. how much give me a realistic time don't need don't quicken yourself what do you need 10 minutes <laughs> Seven minutes. Ten minutes? Seven. I'm going to call you. I'll call you back at 12.15. Okay, dude. I'm so sorry. Dude, I'm leaving this in. I hope you know. I'm leaving this shit Uh, in. It's totally fine. You know, I I went for the haircut this morning, and then that took a little longer than normal. And then I'm like, fuck, it's been a while since I I didn't eat eat breakfast, and now it's almost afternoon. Well, now it's lunch. Do I make lunch, breakfast? And I'm I'm sorry. This is Bro, I don't care. I'll, right. I'll see you in 10 minutes. Eat your sandwich. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, want to be filled with nutrition. Back with the AirPods yeah. on. You got the AirPods <laughs> on. No more distractions. I got my phone on. Do not disturb. My dad has texted me about COVID. It's a good day. <laughs> Can I tell you about my sandwich quick? Yeah, tell me. Give me, give me like gross details yeah dude uh, my friend my best friend from back home i won't say his name for classification issues yeah, but give him a rap name uh we're gonna call him we're gonna call him um double dutch my buddy All double right. dutch because he's All a right. twin brother his name is probably and, Derek. and it doesn't even start with a d that's how uh witty i am with double it. d double dutch double dutch but Double Dutch, he showed up to my house the other day with, uh, we knew we were going to be cooking breakfast together, so he shows up with this Jimmy Dean's breakfast sausage, hot. Nice. And I was a little worried it was going to be too too spicy. Yep. But the shit is incredible, and it, it, it balances on that line, that perfect line between too spicy and annoyingly mild. It's perfect. And that's that's, that's so, a sweet zone. That's the sweet zone. It's sweet and spicy, and it's got that sausage flavor. And so I'm cooking the sausage. I crack two eggs on the same pan, and oh, I do yeah, what's do. called making basted eggs. So I cover it all with the lid, but I put a little water on the lid before I cover it. So the steam from the water oh, yeah. cooks the top of the eggs. So I cook oh, my eggs as God, well. man. And then I've got these bagels. I don't know the name of the brand off my head. but What are they? I've got these, these bagels that are just – Thick and moist, and mm. they toast they got, beautifully. They got uh, they got spice on them. 
No, they're actually just plain today. Man, you got to try an everything bagel. You ever had an everything bagel? Yeah, couldn't afford Dude, that this week. Episode Not enough four, people. right back to bread. <laughs> oh god dude right back to it wow we really stick with our roots we dude. really stick with the roots but i couldn't get everything bagels this week because not enough people listened to the podcast last week so my paycheck was a little shorter this week you know a little smaller yeah i'd yeah, get plain bagels that's what i'm telling you man I, I i referenced this in our quick first seven minutes we're gonna be buying ford broncos in cash that's my goal by 2025 <laughs> i will be buying a 2020 ford bronco in cash in cash you say 2025 by 2025 i will be buying a ford bronco in cash are you gonna buy two and then give one away like david dobrik no 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 okay i just want one for myself oh okay not buying you a ford bronco you're gonna buy you gotta get me like a like a ford focus you can have a geo metro Will you get me a 19? No, I want a 2005 Ford Taurus because that's what I took my driver's test in. Dude, nice. I took my driver's test in a 2006 Pontiac Vibe. Pontiac Vibe? Yeah, dude. Oh. I later, I took that vibe. That vibe has been all over the country. (laughs) Bless their heart. I've taken that thing to LA, New York City, all up and down the East Coast, Florida. That thing has been everywhere. Holy shit, man. Um, that's incredible, man. I'm glad that it, it, it got you where you needed to be when you were small and it got you where you need, where you need to be when you're medium sized as a, a medium sized singer. When, what do you think the age is when you're grown up? Um, oh, I, I meant like small fame wise, but okay. So medium size is like, you're talking like adult. Yeah, do you think I'm a large size or a medium size man? No, I meant I meant as fame, like you're you're just a young one taking your fucking driver's test and Dr- then driver's like test, a, and then I was then I wanted to go on a road trip with my friends to Los Angeles. Musician. Then uh, and right. then I traveled my first tour ever. I sold CDs in the street to people outside yeah. bigger concerts. Yeah, see, I <laughs> that was my first I tour, can, dude. I could, yeah, I, I consider that medium sized fame, and I think that that uh, it was is it was low so fame. Funny. No one, holy knew, shit! It was immediate. There were some great moments. There were some shitty moments, but I was like, if I want to do this thing, I gotta do this thing, right? You gotta get out there and talk to the people. Yeah, and you don't know what it's like to to walk through downtown New York city with like $600 cash in your pocket from slang and discs in central park. It is. Holy shit. And we had to drive the, ride the train back to Trenton, New Jersey, which is not a great town. I'm sure it's been great, but let's just say it's their train station attracts a certain type of person. Yeah. And I had to go, I had to go poop so bad when we got back to the train station. I was like, before we go to our car, I need to poop. And I go in the bathroom and I'm followed in by a homeless man and he starts banging on the door and I have $600 no. in the cash in my pockets and my poop went straight up into my stomach. <laughs> it went the oh. opposite direction. And he's like, my name's Randy. I need cash. I need money for food. And I'm like, Randy, I only have credit cards. Now, if you would have searched me, it would have been awful. And then I was like, dude, we got to get the fuck out of here to my friend. And that was my experience. Oh. Also, Trenton's Trenton's 
like city motto they have it on one of their bridges it's like on a light up bridge and there's like words that light up and it said what trenton makes the world takes isn't that like kind of negative because yeah, they're a huge that's... industrial town <laughs> it's like oh, what I... trenton makes the world takes <sighs> yeah they could have not great marketing it's kind of like res- it's like resentful yeah, it's like it's a little salty oh we're we're all give 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 no one ever gives yeah. back to trenton <laughs> Because the, the word takes is, yeah, definitely yeah, it's like, kind it's of a like negative feel. It's like taking advantage of us. Yeah. yeah it sounds like they're getting fucked. Yeah, I'm sure. I feel like there's a lot of towns like that where it's like they had a booming manufacturing period and then manufacturing went other places and now they're just like run down cities. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then they, they put like... on a light up bridge what we make the world takes. The <laughs> world takes. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, dude. I, I, I spent a summer peddling my soul in in uh, like a street rat, making good money though. Yeah, six hundred bucks. And, and that's why I learned how to sell fantastic. myself. <laughs> in Trenton, where the world takes. Well, just in every major city your... in the U.S. that Panic at the Disco played that summer, we followed them and just played to their line, going into Are the you shows. Serious? That yeah, is hilarious. Oh yeah. my god. That's what Holy I did that shit. for forty some days. Panic at the disco. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, because our band was kind of similar. Yeah, yeah, you guys do have a similar vibe. But like there was. Oh my god! There was a time. I did not in, know this man, dude. There was a time in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's how we got our start. That's how my old band started touring. Was we gained fans <laughs> doing that, and then we went out and played shows to them. Wow. There was like a there was a time in Pittsburgh when like we had like over a hundred people watching us just play acoustic. Like the line to get in the venue was like this ramp that kind of like went back and forth up so there's like a natural raised like amphitheater type thing with just like a line going up and like some guys like fuck panic at the disco i want to watch these guys and we're like yeah seriously it was was awesome it was awesome um was that legal for you to just set up like that we just walked around with an acoustic guitar man really okay so you wow we were technically busking I don't know. Any kind of any kind of percussion? No. Really? Just my you, voice wow. and an acoustic guitar. Just belting. Damn, dude. It was Shit. sick though. I mean, it sucked, but it was a really good experience. That's really badass. Like, that's just really like I don't know. I don't want to say punk. It's very raw though. Like that's that's awesome. Well, I was raised like if you'd want to do something, do it. Just do the yeah. steps. Do the steps to do what you want to do. By any means. Yeah. Yeah, like my dad one day was like, I'm going to be a principal after being a teacher for 35 years. And then two years, he was a principal. He like went back to school, got a certification, and then he was a principal. So I was just raised in a household that like, if you want to do something, just do it. That's really cool. Yeah. And now they have to, now my parents have to deal with me giving them no grandkids and boiling ostrich eggs and wanting to be a hip hop star. (laughs) So (laughs) jokes on them, mom and dad. I'm weird now. (laughs) <laughs> look what you did Never thanks for supporting children. me yeah thanks for teaching me persistence and goal setting <laughs> fuck me up yeah but i got a savings account now which is great hey look at you making moves yeah hey, I got- go- sorry before we get too far away from it can we just make a, a note to have a bit about the the guys who um or or girls or anything in between who did the uh driver's ed classes because I've got some fucking stories about that. I love driver's ed. I love Holy driver's cow. ed. What's your experience? I, 
Well, we had the varsity basketball coach who was actually just a washed up science teacher who just had no interest in teaching science anymore, but he so wanted did to you stick have, around. Jesus, COVID. Um, did you have driver's ed at school? Yeah, in yeah, the summer. I, I did as well, but it was like yes. part of your day. Dude, no, the first week of summer of ninth grade. When it's June and it's muggy. And we're in the cafeteria with no AC, and we had to spend four hours a day for two weeks. That's awful. Doing, we got like credit. Do, we got high school credit. Oh, for you in. motherfucker! No, we didn't get any of that. We just had we just had to run off the sheer excitement of getting a driver's license. Yeah, it is exciting though. It's very exciting. Sitting in the cafeteria, which is too small and too hot, and our why did the cafeteria have no teacher. AC? I don't understand. I don't know. We'll have AC. I, Kind of, not really. It was always hot as shit. I remember um, when my school got AC. It was like second grade. Oh, that would like been, we yeah. didn't have I, it, and then one year we got it. The elementary school did, but our high school, I don't think it did. I don't remember that place ever being like a That's moderate wild. temperature. That's yeah, wild. it was awful. And we're sitting in that cafeteria, and our worship science teacher, Mr. K, is giving us these really boring slideshows about driver's ed from the 80s we had to watch all those videos from the 80s well yeah they literally haven't it's still the same rules i know but just make new videos oh my god like just when it's so hard to watch but anyway and then our uh football coach our failure of a football coach who didn't win any games when my grade was in 12th grade um he was one of the driver's ed people just sitting in the passenger seat. He just loved it too. He'd tell us all these stories about him where he would like eat lunch in the parks around the area. He sounds, loved it. Sounds we were, good, dude. Sounds fun. It's like we did the same route every day, but every time we went around, it was like it was his first time seeing the town. He was so excited. <laughs> he loved it. He, he loved, loved it, it, man. He loved it. Mm. I had and you could yeah, you go. You, you finish up. Sorry. Story. It, you, you you have to be a special type of person to love that job. So I don't I, know if I I'm shouting so. out or like making fun of it, but ours thanks was for Mr. all the drivers S. that instructed. Ours was Mr. S and he was a retired math teacher who had worked there. And so yeah. he would come back and he worked for a private company that did driver's ed. But um, man, it's interesting driving a car before you know how to drive a car and like that's one, true one time someone turned into a highway the wrong direction and like mr strand oh sorry mr s had to take over for him and like yes. he, had his, he had his wheel and gas pedals on his side you know so yeah. like he's like get kevin get your hands off the wheel i'm taking <laughs> care of this which is so i'm in the back like i i'm looking at oncoming traffic it's it was wild one morning so we would do drive times either after school or before school. So you could do early morning drive times. Oh, nice. And he would pick you up at your house. And so it was like 630 in the morning. It's like negative 40 degrees outside. You know, it's one oh, of those shit, days in the winter. winter time because I'm a summer birthday. So I was able to take driver's ed. It was like February. And uh, it was wild. The alternator started going out. Have you ever experienced that in the car? No, I haven't. So, like, power starts to gradually slip away. So, like, the radio will flicker on and off. The lights flicker on and off. You'll, like, not have a responsive gas pedal, but it'll still kind of go. Oh, like, kicking and out? 
it would kick in and out, but it was like negative 40. Oh, no. And so Mr. St- I was driving and Mr. Strand is like, okay, you're getting some real life driver's ed lesson right now. He goes, I want you to gun it through every stop sign. Do not stop. Do not follow the rules. It's too cold for us to walk back to the office. We got to get back to the office so we could switch out the cars. So I'm like, just gunning it through these <laughs> residential neighborhoods because it was so cold out. And Strand's like, I break the rules, break the rules. I don't care. This is what you do when the alternate is going out. Cause what the more you like push the gas, the more power it would generate. So like it would keep oh. the alternator going. Cause you can't just like be, you have to be aggressive with it. Yeah, because it, it like charges that's real itself. Life, though. That's just a good real life lesson, even though I was breaking the rules. Like sometimes you gotta break the rules. Yeah, you got you got extra credit there. You got a little uh it was adventure dude. extra inning. That's awesome. Also, so, Mr. Strain uh, would always do this thing. I keep I'm fucking doxing him right now. Uh Mr. S would do this thing where he every intersection he would tap the window with his wedding ring and be or not his wedding ring because it was right hand. It'd be like point and no return, you know, like the point where you're, you're there's like a stoplight and either you go or you stop. And he'd be oh. like, point and no return. And every oh intersection. So that way it was like an adventure uh, at all times. And see, that, and that's what I'm saying. He was These a cool guy, people. and he had a very dry sense of humor. Like, you're right. It takes a special person to do that gig because it's weird. You, yes, and there is an there's a legitimate threat that you could get seriously injured there's a pretty legitimate i'm sure it doesn't happen too often but yeah but you're, there. you're putting like a pubescent child in a bullet <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i just think it's fascinating when uh, mr b our the actual guy that was in the car with us the football coach he would just get so uh, main street in my hometown was 30 miles an hour and on the, on the way down main street with me and my buddy ricardo in the back he gave us a whole spiel from the beginning of Main Street to the end of how he thought Main Street speed limit should be 20 miles an hour rather than 30 because 30 was way too fast. Yeah, yeah. And it was just hilarious. You know, I just kept making these little smirks at Ricardo in the mirror. We'd be yeah. smiling at each other. Strand but, or Mr. S took us <laughs> the, the, I got to bleep a lot of this out. Uh, Mr. S would take us like your last driving test you would just loop the the hinky dinky town dmv driving test it's the same for everybody and he knew the route and he gave you a map of the routes you could black practice oh, with your family yeah which yeah. i'm pretty sure is wow. illegal but he's like here's this is the route and i've also hand drawn this map for you to practice with your family so Dude, you'll for sure pass. into it he was <laughs> really into it <laughs> yes. holy shit but <laughs> i passed i only got two points off what do you do? You remember what you got him off on? Yeah, it was an icy day, and the wheel spun at a at a stop sign. Mm, mm. And so I like, I, so I like, and then it it caught the it caught the street, and I like kind of did like a squealy tire very fast through the intersection, and that was the only that was the only thing. Uh, wow! So you I didn't really... have to parallel park though. What? Yeah, the rules are if there's no car to parallel park, you don't have to parallel park, which is I still can't. <laughs> I can't do it. That's wild, man. That's I was I never my... tested. I practiced it a few times. I knew I was bad at it. I knew it was a weak spot in my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah small town kids, we we have that. Tr- I get so anxious when I'm driving up in the cities or something like that, and I 
even thinking about it, I'm just like, uh, I'm going to go way the fuck out of my way as long as I don't have to. I do that parking. here. I do that here where we live. Yeah. I'll be like, I'm, I'm going to take this like back country road and enjoy yeah. myself and just chill yeah. out rather than rather than going on the main. I just don't like changing lanes at high speeds. It weirds me out. Oh, you're still at that. Oh, my gosh. man! I mean, we gotta, I we'll drive, have to go out. I, I don't mind driving it in a city. Because it, it's, there's different rules there. Here, everyone is so passive aggressive and late, and like either early or late to make a decision. They just don't know how to drive here. Like you go to New York City, people tell you what they want. They're like, hey, they beep yeah. at you, and they're like, I'm coming in. You're like, all right, rules of the road. Yeah. You know, you kind of have to like make your presence known. And that is actually less anxious for me than here, where you don't really know what someone's going to do. And everyone's so chilled out that they'll just like, they'll blow stoplights they'll change lanes without without their blinker like there's it's like almost like there's no threat to them that it's just too much too much thinking going on it there's like, like yeah there's not enough traffic for it to be where people like know how to drive in traffic so when it does get busy days like busy times of day it's like no one knows how to deal with that i know what you mean man yeah when i'm coming up on those busy roads um yeah and the three laner Yes, and it is busy. I mean, there's that one big three laner in our town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's uh, people will get over to turn left a mile and a half before they have to turn left. Yep. So it just it clogs up the turn lane. You know, yeah. you should be you should be coasting down the middle. Don't. Because everyone's so familiar with the roads, which is probably not the case in the cities either. In the bigger cities, uh, that's not true. Because I, I I'm pretty familiar with the city closest to us. You get to know it all around. All right. Yeah, man, that's that is once, interesting. That's once I know where I'm going, it's not bad. It's when I don't know where I'm going and there's traffic that that it ekes me out. Like driving yeah. on the East Coast on Long Island is pretty stressful. Yeah, I can imagine. But you the get people again, out there. but people like watch out, watch their back, and then they they like tell you when they're coming in. They're more aware okay. out there because it's so it's such part of everything. So for all the listeners out there, we need some more assertive drivers on the road. Just make the decision. You know, I think that that's part of the danger of having people who are willing to give you maps on your drivers. This all goes back to Mr. S. Mr. He S. Gave you, he gave you that map and that fucked you in the end, you know? And that's why it's it going on. did not fuck me. <laughs> it gave me the freedom. And so when I take my Cutlass Supreme out, that first night I got my driver's license, I told my mom, hey, I'm going for a drive. And I pop yeah. in August Burns Red, and I find out that my car that it's been given to me only has one working speaker. Guess <laughs> what? I have freedom now, though. I have freedom. That's right. I'm just God driving man. around backcountry roads, and I still do that. I have a loop. I have a loop around uh, the country that I take mm, once a season just to see how the – Yeah, you took – you took me out there when we went to that little bar. Remember that? We went on those back roads at night and there's cornfields on both sides. And we went to the, um, that little bar with the great fish, fish fry. Yeah. Or what was it? It was, they had, and they had shuffleboard or not yes. shuffleboard, but, uh, what was it called? That mini shuffleboard table and a nice pool table. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's the kind of places I like where you walk in and everyone's yeah. like, who are you? Yeah, you walk in and uh, the music stops for a second. Yeah, everyone looks at you. But guess what? I'm very charming. 
So if you strike up a conversation, <laughs> yeah. I will impress you. Yeah. You're going to like Hey, man, I've got something on my mind. Um, I've got a wedding to go to this weekend, and my oh, buddy boy. is the same age as I am. And it Great. makes me anxious thinking about him getting married. Yeah, man, I get you. I, I was in a stinky bathroom in Virginia when my little brother called me, and he said, hey, I'm getting married. And I'm like, oh, I'm listening to God. a man take a shit in Virginia, <laughs> and it smells. And I was like, it, it makes you log your life. It yeah, it totally you, does. It makes you do like a quick inventory check. Yeah. But how does. old is your it, friend? I don't even know how old are you. What are you, 35? Yeah, I'm just under 35. I'm actually 23 now. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm, so that's a little young. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. But they've been dating since high school. Again, um, that's a little young. and a little, Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, uh, I mean... I think we're both mature enough to know though that like lifelong commitment is a choice. Love and marriage is a choice for people to make, you know, you're it to love someone for a long time. Yes. There are feelings there. There are emotions there, but when it comes down to it, you know, after 25 years, it's a choice to love that person. Right. I have no doubt if they like each other, they can love each other forever, but I still think that there's a lot of world out there and where, where they live in rural, rural. That's the thing, man. They're, they, they went, they both went to school about 30 minutes away from my hometown, a small hometown. And then now they're back in that hometown. Mm. You know, they've, they've not really branched out very much, which makes me think they might just be an amazing couple because they don't need all that. Yeah. The irony is they are going to be much happier than you or I. Yes, because we need constant <laughs> gratification. And, we need and stimulation. Yes, stimulation. Right. Yes. yes, they don't need that. So that's what makes me confident. I'm not super great friends with this person. I really don't care if he's unhappy for the rest of his life or anything like that. But like, it'll be fun. you know, yeah, it'll be a good time. I'll see my my main friends from back home. We'll have some brews. You know, talk about how not married we are. That'll be nice. Yeah, man. You'll probably cry. With one I hope of your so. friends, you're gonna be like, well, when when is it gonna happen for us, man? We're never gonna find love, dude. I don't need love. I have you, dude. Bro, I've been trying <laughs> to find love forever, and I didn't realize that I was trying to love myself. You know, I was just trying to. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. That was the worst. <laughs> it's just true, man. I didn't realize I was trying to love myself. Man. Yeah, man, I hated myself. I still do. It's a it's a daily battle, and I re- realized I was trying to find love because I thought if someone loves me, I can love me too. It's not the way it works. Yeah, dude. I mean, I've read. I've also read a few young adult novels, and um, yeah, that yeah. was some really Nicholas beautiful. Sparks. Some Nicholas. Sparks. I've read Nicholas Sparks. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I understand. We remembered that. One. No, dude. I, I think what you're saying is super important. I think you should just never say it like that again. Okay. Noted. <laughs> I'll leave it out of the I'll leave it out of the blog. One time I one time I basically rearranged um you accept the love you think you deserve. I was mm-hmm. like trying to explain my feelings to my friends and I, I basically just said that. I was I was doing exactly what you did there and I got all emotional with it and then they just they really just laughed at me for a while and then I realized I just stole some some shit from a 2008 yeah, one time movie and young adult novel one time <clears throat> this girl was like i don't want to see you anymore and i it broke my heart and i said 
I texted her. I was with my friend, and I texted her a quote from Friends. Oh no! And and claimed it as my own. I <laughs> my friend's like, "Yo, say this. It's gonna work." And the quote oh, was, uh, "If I knew the last time I kissed you would be the last time, I would have never stopped." Oh <laughs> my back, god! And texted back, "Come over." So like it worked so well, and then it we worked. never saw her again after that. It oh, worked. Dude, how so funny! Would it, would if she would have responded with, "Oh, is that Chandler's line?" <laughs> no, I just like, it's funny from... that like maybe some she's got like a kid now and a husband. Like, what happens now if she like she's like I'm gonna get into this friend show and then she she'll be like, "Wait, wait a oh. minute, that, that it son worked, of a though. bitch." It, just think think about it from her perspective, like of her never hearing that. She's like, this guy's good. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's romantic as fuck. How old were you when you did that? Seventeen. Oh Maybe yeah, that's 18. gold, man. Yeah, they don't oh, that's know. So gold. My it, well, props to my friend. He had watched Friends. I still haven't watched Friends. He's like, say this. Good man. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to your friend for watching Friends for you too. Because don't waste your time watching that show, man. Ugh. Why? It's too normal. It's Isn't just like way too normal. the best show normal. of all time? People love it. It's funny. I watched it when I was in high school because it was on Nick at Night for a while, but it's just mm, so white. It's so white and it's so yeah. um, plain, so vanilla. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. But um, I've got that's a, uh, hilarious. I've got a sitcom idea that I'm never going to write that I really want to write. It's just hard. Let's hear it. Yeah. I'll be in it, man. It's called an actor. All right, it's called Doug Problems, right? Okay, okay. And it's about an artist in Nashville. Here's the, I'm going to give you the elevator pitch. Artist in Nashville right. is roommates with another artist friend who's a very pretty girl, and he secretly loves her. He's a struggling artist. She has a dog named Doug, who overnight oh becomes Instagram famous. <laughs> so he resents Doug. You know, because okay. she gives all the attention to Doug and he gets famous overnight. Meanwhile, he's been like a singer songwriter for a long time. And it's just about their client, like the dichotomy of having an Instagram famous dog as a roommate when you're trying to become an artist and you love the dog's owner. And it's called Doug Problems. It's like dog problems, but Doug problems. I like that. What yeah. kind of what kind of dog is is Doug? So this is actually a real story. My friend, who's a singer songwriter in Nashville, no, his he's not in love with his roommate, but you got to have a love interest for a sitcom, right? His uh, you ever heard of Doug the Pug? Yes, I have. That's his roommate's dog. Oh, what? (laughs) Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. See, this is the whole funny part of the show because uh, you should be asking about the artist. You're like, wait, his roommates with Doug the Pug? That's amazing. Yeah, I actually just saw him for the first time a couple of days ago. Some some uh, one of my Instagram friends posted about Doug the Pug. That's yeah, hilarious, man. man. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real, uh, it's a real story. I I think there's a lot of fertile ground there. I have a, I do have an episode written, and in the episode, the roommate uh, he walks in and the roommate is knitting gloves. She's okay. knitting fingerless gloves, and she goes, he goes, "What are you doing?" And she's like, I'm knitting fingerless gloves for the homeless. He goes, don't you think you should add the fingers? And she goes, well, it's so they can use it with their smartphones and tablets. She's just kind of a aloof girl, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good bit. I thought it was yeah, a good I like bit. that. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, yeah, I think you should crank out a few more episodes of that. We can get something going with that. Yeah, dude, the thing is, is like, I really want to write TV shows, but there's not a market for it. And it's hard to just break into that. You can't just right. like mail a script and be like, hello, I'm unknown. Make my show. You gotta go <laughs> I'm a funny guy. From a... And ladders and yeah. it, it, they don't just give people a show. Yeah. Oh, God, I can't but believe I that's a real story. I, I love sitcoms. Yeah, dude. I, man, I, I've been rewatching. Well, I rewatched The Office actually at work, and it's just it seems so fun. Like um, Ryan, the character Ryan, played by B.J. Novak. I didn't yeah. realize it, but he's like a genius, and he wrote a lot of the episodes. And yeah, he yeah. went to he got like a master's degree and on Hamlet. He wrote his master's thesis. Um, he's like a Ugh. brilliant theater major. So, yeah, he, or he's an English major. Sorry. He wrote a children's book with no pictures seriously yeah yeah the words are not the words are the pictures interesting yeah he's him he he and um john krasinski went to high school together which i didn't know either that's weird man yeah it's weird that they would have they'd both end up so successful right but it's just like one of these things where you have you get your smart friends together you get to be creative like that that would just be so much fun you know they must have had so much fun writing for that show and uh yeah man that's i mean that's like my ideal work environment is like a writer's room where you're just like joking around and writing things with people that's i mean that's why yeah that's why i like the studio too right and and recalling like what you just did you know you're telling like a kind of real story and then you're fabricating it so it's more funny yeah you're creating a new reality that's better than life right yeah that's uh it's fantastic but yeah would you have a favorite shakespeare play man i had to take a whole shakespeare class dude no not, not into at it at all. all not at all it's the just, language just it's not my thing and it maybe someday i don't okay. see that happening soon i don't have an appreciation for it and i think that's okay i'm not going to force myself to like something the stories they're telling are timeless tales like there's only like 14 original stories you know and so like yeah. i can find versions of those stories it, that are more modernized that I can relate to, I can relate to those stories, but I'm not going to jump through the hoops of trying to understand Shakespeare. It was also taught to me horribly. My English teacher <laughs> would just play a tape of actors reading the oh, parts and no. expect us to read along. And, no, no, and then one no. day we had a, a substitute teacher named Mr. Smith. He wore ugly, colorful sweaters and he used to be an English teacher, and he was like, you guys just listen to the tapes. Let's just play. I'm just going to pick people out to play the parts, and then we'll ex- yeah. I'll explain to you as we go why they're saying things in certain ways. And it was, like, engaging and awesome. It was kind of funny because we were, like, yeah. speaking in accents. And I was like, okay, I think I like this. And then the next day, Miss P came back. My first inspiration, uh. by the way, Miss P, was an absolute bitch. <laughs> and my first song that ever got popular was called Miss P's a Bitch. And I played it at bonfires all over town. It was like, oh play God. the Miss P's a Bitch song. Because she told so me, she told me I was an enriched English. Uh, yeah. I've always been like a kind of smart kid who doesn't give a shit and like doesn't like yeah. rules. So like my parents were always like, put him in the high class. Like that's where he belongs. Uh, and I was always like, nah, this doesn't make sense. So I was in enriched English and she told me one day to, in front of the class, she's like, you're not enriched. And Oh my God. So here's what happens is that fits Miss P you said 
I wasn't enriched. You know what, Miss P, you're a fucking bitch. It just rhymes oh. too. It just rhymes so well, and I made a whole song. Yeah. Damn, dude, that's hilarious. That's yeah, that's dude. the ultimate revenge too, because you it lasts she forever. Didn't, she didn't even know, and I put it on a. I put it on a demo. I made a demo. My friend filmed me in my basement with a Fuji film, like digital camera, and oh I extracted gosh. the audio. Put out a four track EP and I sold like 300 copies to my school, just wheeling and dealing, just wheeling. Seriously. And dealing. Wow. Heck yeah, dude. I have a little entrepreneur spirit in me. You, you totally do. I mean, and I've watched you sell t-shirts. The principal was like, yeah, you can't do this on school property. I was like, whatever I'm selling. And it was off. I mean, the songs were awful. People were like, wow, you made a CD. And I'm like, yeah, I made a CD. <laughs> That's hilarious, dude. I um I really enjoy that that rebelliousness in there. Um and now I'm a hip hop entertainer. And now you're a hip hop I, I don't want to say legend, but hero amongst in some in some some small groups, legend. Yeah. You know, in the in the right niche click. Um yep. Fresco, how much time do we have left in this bad boy? Four and a half minutes. Um I'm gonna get you like Shakespeare. We don't have to stay on the Shakespeare topic, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make it uh, you're gonna give fun. me. You're gonna give me a case. You're gonna give. Are you I'll, trying to pitch me Shakespeare right now? I'm gonna give you a case for Macbeth at least. That's my favorite one. And I had, yeah, my, I had a pretty, one. pretty cool uh, Shakespeare professor. She was a little bit too smart to teach class because she knew so much about the theater, um, the production, and like the even the people that would have been watching the the plays back then where it was too much information to absorb, but man, she really got us into it. So I'll give you a pitch sometime. I'll give you a, an elevator pitch. Why not now? You, you Why not now? Um, I have to go back and reread it. It's been a while, man. But oh, I okay. think that if I, if I could think about the content a little bit more, I'll give you a little pitch and I'll try to make it real applicable to your life. Maybe on the next episode, maybe we'll release a, a Patreon episode for our Patreon listeners. We don't have any Patreon listeners. Yeah. Cause I haven't done the, the bit yet. Okay. Okay. We'll have, we, we're going to start doing two episodes a week. And if you want to hear the second episode, you have to <laughs> be on the page. Yeah, so you think you're the entrepreneur here, huh? I got a little kick in me too. I'll tell you what I kick. need is I need $200 so I can buy this beat. I wrote. I ripped a song off YouTube, wrote a great song to it, and I got to buy it now because I usually just do that to practice, but I really, really like this song. I need $200 to, to buy the song. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, as soon as we get that Patreon fired up, or people it'll, can just it'll be a matter. Fresco Savage, uh, yeah, a dollar would be great because I'm I have to Every, buy it and I'm poor. All right, everyone, everyone listening to the five of you listening, Venmo to the five Fresco of you listening, Savage. please Venmo Fresco Savage one dollar and then I should create a video campaign to put a song out and get the money beforehand. Yeah, and one of you will have to take at least. 15 to 20 percent of the profit as well why is that because i'm here too you're not making the song right but i my, it was my idea to have a patreon so yeah but i don't want a patreon i just want them <laughs> to venmo me directly okay i suppose i'll i'll wait until you uh blow up a little bit more to start stealing your money yeah i'm uh writing a children's book it's a story my dad t- used to tell me as a kid about the three little bears but Ooh. there was a bathroom scene and I, I when i was a kid i i threw up from laughing at how funny it was <laughs> you yeah and so i asked <laughs> i i texted him i was like can i have the rights to this story um and he's like 
yeah, you can. And I was like, great, I'll consider this a contract that I owe you nothing. As it's kind of a joke that he's like, wait, 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 wait. And he got all up in arms about it. Uh, and I was like, no, I have the screen that like he kept giving me terms. And I would just keep setting the screenshot of how he said it was just OK to have the rights. Oh, my God. So funny. Because well, you, you can get anything animated on Fiverr for like 80 bucks. And, oh yeah, that's a great. And then you could just release it on on like the Kindle digital store, which is how most people buy books now, anyway. Yeah, man. There's also if you actually end up finishing it, there's a writers guild in town. I don't know if you've heard about that, but yeah, yeah. I, I took the my professor has written and published a child children's book, and he told us about the drafting process and stuff. I could, if you're interested, I could actually connect you to. Is you'd it love him. Nope. It's, um, uh, I can take. I mean, maybe, but I think I just want to. I think it's going to be like a funny fresco content where I'm. Oh yeah, sure. I'm, I'm in the store. I'm Goldilocks in the Three Little Bears story, and then the there's a bathroom scene that just goes off the walls. And again, <laughs> funny hardest I ever laughed as a kid. I threw up laughing right before. Bed. Dude, I can't. I can't. I can't believe like the the physiology behind that. Like, how do you? I was just laughing so hard. I. I started throwing up. <laughs> I think if I was a father and that happened to my child, I'd almost feel guilty, but also so proud. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's That's like, hilarious. He's like, I'm funny. Fuck, I am really funny. All right. We got 14 seconds. Tell me your favorite animal. Right. Dude, I love penguins, man. Hell yeah. Penguins, penguins, penguins. How about you? Uh, great blue whale. All right, buddy. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, man. Baby. Oh, we're Thanks still going. We're after, we're after 40 minutes. When's it going to kick me? I'm not going to test it. I'm not going to test it. All right. Wanna be. We'll see you, baby. Next see week. You